0: This is an audio-only version of the video series broadcast on YouTube. If you want to experience Me, Myself, and Die as it was originally intended, search for Me, Myself, and Die on YouTube, Facebook, or Rumble. Or go to www.memyselfanddie.com. All of the show's playlists, social media links, and other material can be found there. And now, Me, Myself, and Die. Are you able to take out two men by yourself? If they do not see me... It should not be a problem. Of course, that will all entirely depend on what happens with my traitor dice. <music> Well, hello and welcome back once again to me, myself, and I. I am, as always, your intrepid GM, host and player Trevor Develle. Thanks so much for joining me. And as always, don't forget to hit like and subscribe. And if you want to help su- support the show on Patreon, there's a link for that in the notes below. When last we left Arn Kalapunki, he had stumbled across the mining village or settlement. It wasn't even much of a village of Bleak Hall, run by a uh, overseer by the name of Thorhilder who was demanding and aggressive, and uh, was so demanding and aggressive that she demanded that um, Arn help her by going after the caravan of silver that was sent south before the the winter storm set upon the land, which was raided by bandits. And uh, the bandits stole the silver and also kidnapped and are holding for ransom her son, whose name we don't have yet, but we'll determine that. So he... Being a man of honor decided, well, I have to pay these people back in some way for the aid they've uh, rendered unto me through the sojourn role. So he agreed to swear that vow, which we're gonna do as well. But before we do, one of you had pointed out that last time there was a bit of an error that I made and you're absolutely right. At one point during last session, Arn ran out of supply, and he had to mark the unprepared condition. Well, what I didn't know was that when you mark a condition, which is a debility, your max momentum goes down by one, your momentum reset goes down, and you cannot regain supply until you equip, which is a move you do during a sojourn. So so really, I had him go off and like do some hunt and re- regain his supply. He actually couldn't have done that. His supply had to have uh, been kept at zero, and that debility should have been marked. But what are you to do? You can't go back in time to fix it. So we'll just keep that in mind going forward. But there you go. Everybody makes mistakes. I am certainly not perfect. And uh, that's the beauty of uh, playing the game is that you learn as you go, including me. So first things first, I want to find out a few things. I just want to know what the son's name is. I'm gonna go to our handy dandy Viking names sheet supplement, Sigfast. Good, like it. Then I think Sinkfast was probably like a youth in his maybe mid-20s or something. Not hugely experienced, maybe that was the reason why he was able to be uh, overtaken by the bandits, who can say. So he's sworn to Thorhildr that he will do this, he will perform this vow. So first of all, what kind of vow is it? Well, I, again, I don't want to get bogged down hugely with this vow, so I'm just going to say it's a dangerous vow. So he swears the vow, which he kinda did last episode, but we'll actually make the roll now. Swear the vow, rolling plus heart, and he rolls. Oh, look at that, 10, a strong hit. You were emboldened and it is clear what you must do. Take plus two momentum, his momentum goes up to plus five. It is clear what he must do because I said last time that these bandits basically sent a runner or sent a message of some sort to Thorhildr saying, this is the deal, we want the rest of your silver or your son gets it. Uh, so, Thorhilder, I think, has already sent out. I mean, because this was a week or two ago, so Thorhilder, being the person she is, has already sent out scouts to try and track down this bandit camp. And I suspect, because of the strong hit, it's clear to him what he must do. She says to him, "Luckily for you, I happen to know the location of their camp, so he's not gonna. It's not gonna be particularly difficult to to find it. He doesn't have to track for it, anything like that." I'm sort of imagining this bandit camp is kind of like a series of uh, icy caves up on one of the mountain slopes, Uh, but I could be wrong about that. So I'm gonna ask the Oracle. I'll say likely. 20, 29, so yes, 26th graders, yes. So it is in fact a series of caves. It was hard for the scouts to get close because the, the camp was somewhat inaccessible. I think the camp is actually in a series of caves at the top of a cliff or an icy bluff, something like this, which gives them a commanding lookout on anybody who might be approaching. So it's difficult to get to the camp without being spotted, I think is the issue here. But they do know exactly where it is, which is good. Arn's gonna have to, to get some more information out of this as well. Is there anything else you can tell me about these bandits or the nature of the attack? Anything at all? Gather information. A is a seven, so that's a weak hit. Take plus one momentum. His momentum goes to six, but there, there's something that's complicating this situation. Is it the bandits themselves? What is the nature of the complication? 77. Secure, 17 secure renown. I think they're led by a well-known bandit king of sorts, like a bandit leader who has uh, a great deal of infamous renown. He's secure in his renown. He's got an iron grip over his own raiders, over his own men. These men are loyal, absolutely, like, loyal to the death to this guy. So that complicates things because that narrows the choice of uh, options that Arn has to be able to try and uh, deal with these people. He can't go and try and convince them to Give up or whatever the case is because they're loyal to their leader. What is the leader's name? Let's give him an Ironlander name Tahir Overseer Thorhildr since you know where the bandit lair is have you Yourself tried to rescue your son Has she have they sent a team already that was that was cut down? Mm, I don't know. I doubt it. Well, actually She's pretty demanding and aggressive. I think she would have done something. I think they would have, once they found out the location of the bandit camp, they would have made some sort of attempt to, to rescue their own people. So let's say that they, it's likely that they did make an effort. Uh, so yes, they did. I led an attack myself upon the camp, but unfortunately we were unable to get anywhere near it. As we approached the base of the icy cliff upon which the bandits make their lair, we were met with the hail of arrows. The land there is open, and there is very few places to take cover from such a barrage of missile fire. We were turned back. As well, some of my own huskars were wounded, and we had no choice but to leave. And this was recently? Yeah, this was only a day or two before you yourself arrived. Do you have any warriors you could spare to come with me to try and regain the caravan. Perhaps someone who is more agile, more stealthy than brawny. You wish to sneak your way in? Well, since you have already attempted a, an attack in force, it seems that perhaps another tactic is called for. Does she have anybody that she's willing to part with or is aren't gonna be on his own here? Um, you know what? I think this is actually gonna be a secure an advantage. This is again with heart Uh, eight, so that's a weak hit. So his momentum goes up to seven. There is one among my number that might be suitable for this. His name is 482 Refir. And Refir has a nickname. Because why not? I have these nickname charts. What is Refir's nickname? Hopefully it's something that talks about how stealthy he is or something like that. seventy-two, Refir the Crooked. Interesting. The gather information, or the secure advantage was short-lived. Which means that I think Refir the Crooked is older, that's why he's called the Crooked, but he is very, very silent, very stealthy. He's, he is the most stealthy among my number, but Refir has seen many winters. He is not much of a combatant, but he will be able to sneak past any guards of this, I'm sure. Refir the Crooked, you say? Not too crooked to scale an icy cliff in silence, I hope. I hope that as well. Do you wish to take him or not? I will accept whatever help you have to give. So I think that she calls for Refir. And Refir comes in. Let's let's find out a little bit Rafir, because Refir is going to uh, be traveling with Arn. What is Refir? What is he like? Refir, 93. Hot tempered! So she calls Refir in, or has Refir brought to the longhouse. He comes in. And he lives up to his name. He's, he's Refir the Crooked. He walks with a stoop. I think he's got like like white, uh, grey whiskers on his almost pointed uh, chin. Refir has obviously seen many, many, many winters. He doesn't walk with a cane or anything like that. He's, he's quite nimble on his feet, but uh, he, is, he is quite old and he walks with a, with a, a pronounced uh, stoop and a, and a hunch. Refir, this stranger, his name is Arn. He has agreed to help us with our plight. You will go with him. Show him the way to the bandit lair and do what you can to aid him as he tries to recover my son and the silver that we lost. Refir kind of looks Arn up and down with a roomy eye kind of thing and says to Thorhildr, Very good, Overseer. I will lead this Arn to the bandit lair. It is an honor to meet you, Refir. We will see what honor there is in you, stranger. You have yet to prove your honor to me. Very good. <laughs> Bunch of really pleasant folk here in Bleak bleak hall. He has sworn the vow, he's gathered some information, and he has secured himself an advantage. So he knows exactly how to get there. So the travel to get to the lair is not going to be an issue. I keep calling it a lair, or the bandit camp, the bandit caves, whatever the case is. So Refir knows exactly how to get there. I think that's gonna to count towards our progress because otherwise Arn would've had to have found out himself. So I'm gonna count that as progress on the the old questorama here because he knows exactly where to go. And uh, this ref here also knows the land and the territory very well. So the only issue I think, I think that the bandit camp is probably a couple days to like the Southeast kind of thing in direct opposition to the direction that Arn really wants to go to get back to the mountain uh, where the dragon is, but nonetheless he's sworn a vow. So, Arn gathers his supplies, gathers his things, and with Refrier in the lead, they, they depart the next morning. So the issue here isn't going to be, do they find the lair? We know that already. The issue is going to be, do they get there without incident? So I'm not going to do a travel roll or anything like that, but I am just going to sort of do a general oracle roll to see if anything befalls them, and I'm going to make I'm gonna make that 50-50. Normally I would say it's unlikely, but I'm gonna say it's 50-50 just because the winter is still here and these winter storms are descending rapidly and in in rapid succession out of the northern mountains. So it's likely that if they encounter something, it's gonna be once again winter storm related. As the wind picks up and blows around them, they make their way to the southeast trying to find this bandit camp. Here we go, oracle roll. 50-50 50-50 chance, 51 or greater, something befalls them. 76. The answer is yes, something befalls them. Is it the winter? I think it's probably the winter. Uh, I'm gonna say it's likely. So 26 or greater, it's the winter, yes. So in fact, it is another winter storm that blows in. This is maybe like a day after they've left Bleak Hall behind them. So they're trudging through the, the, the rocky, barren mountainous landscape. There's groves of stunted trees everywhere. The sky is slate gray and choked with snow. And of course, it quickly begins to disgorge its icy contents upon them. The wind picks up, howling through the passes, and their travel is made much more difficult trying to navigate this storm. Refir leading the way, turns back to Arn and shouts over the wind. We must find a place to take shelter from the storm! Face danger. This is going to be, I think, with iron. This is powering through the storm, trying to, to... to weather, literally weather the storm until they get to a place where they can wait out the worst of it, which is not great, because his iron is two, boop. Five is a weak hit on face danger. So you succeed, but face a troublesome cost. I think it's delayed. So he suffers one momentum, his momentum goes down to six. They are able to trudge through the blowing wind and snow and finally take refuge in the lee of a, of a, a large, series of boulders uh, attached to the, like an outcropping of, of a cliff basically, which which is able to block the majority of the icy wind as it howls and cuts its way through the, the valleys. It's not comfortable and they're not totally protected, but protected enough that they don't have to face further danger from this. Nonetheless, they are delayed and it takes several hours for the, for the storm to abate enough that they are able to continue on. So if there were any tracks that they were following, those tracks would be utterly obliterated, but. They're not following tracks because Refir is leading the way, which is a good thing. The storm passes and they continue on. I think by the end of the following day, there's still a wind that's blowing quite consistently down from the mountains, blowing great tufts of snow, mostly from the snow banks at their feet and sides. Not so much snow falling from the sky, but it still obscures their vision a little bit. But as they're uh, uh, ascending now a little bit, Refir actually stops Arn behind him and points up ahead, and up ahead he can see a long gradual slope of ice-covered rocks with a couple of little stunted trees here and there, but really nothing to speak of. And that slope gradually moves up towards the base of a ice-covered cliff. That long gentle slope is basically, as far as Arn can tell, the only way to get to the cliff and at the very top of that cliff he can see there is a couple of small narrow cave openings and Refere points out to him and says Uh, Do you see up ahead that is where the bandits make their camp How are we supposed to get across without being seen? And sure enough as Arne looks up he can see that even now he can see two scouts sort of patrolling the the lip of that cliff edge that they're standing at. It's maybe, I don't know, 40 feet up, something like that. And they've got bows, and they're kind of like, you know, they're huddled in furs uh, against that biting wind that blows up at the, the top of that cliff, but they are clearly uh, sentries. They're, they're clearly on patrol, and they're kind of looking out. Uh, Arn and Referee are still too far away to be to worry about being seen right now, but Arn says, there is no way we would be able to cover that distance without being seen. Well, presumably this is why the overseer brought you along it that you might have some ideas. Well, do you have any ideas, stranger? Well, this is tough. There's not a lot of cover. Well, the first thing to do is to wait for Nightfall. The darkness will be able to obscure our passage, and hopefully that will be enough. Now, the real question is, as Night falls, and they take up refuge uh, in a small, stunted copse of trees just uh, down the, 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 the way a little bit, here's my question. What is the state of the sky? There was just a big storm, and the storms are coming in fast and furious now, which leads me to believe that the sky is probably thick with snow. Is there enough darkness and shadows to help them get across undetected? I think that is likely, because we just suffered a storm. 26 or greater, the answer is yes. 65, the answer is yes. Luckily, the moon and the stars are obscured by thick clouds. Another storm hasn't rolled in yet. I didn't roll doubles, that might have been uh, the result of the doubles, but they are able to take advantage of the darkness, such as it is. So they are gonna have to make their way up underneath the gaze of these two sentries. This is going to be a face danger roll. This is plus shadow, obviously. Okay, okay, well, we've got a roll of an eight, which is a weak hit on face danger. So they do get two the edge of that cliff undetected. However, there is a price to be paid. Well, not technically a price, I didn't fail. I don't have to pay the price, but I do face the troubles of cost. I think it's stressful. Yeah, I think it's stressful because they're, they're, they're maneuvering, skulking up, running up from rock to rock, basically uh, waiting for the the guards to sort of cross and, and, uh, and, and avert their gaze for a second, and then quickly scuttling along from, from cover to cover, basically trying to get up to that cliff face Undetected, And every now and then, as they're caught out in the open, one of the guards kind of turns out and Arn thinks, this is it. They're about to be seen, but they don't see them. So it is very stressful, which means his spirit goes down to three and he must endure stress. Because he has battle scarred, when he endures stress with heart, which he's doing, it takes plus one momentum on a strong hit. So plus heart, seven is a strong hit. Beautiful. He takes plus one momentum, which goes up to seven, but he's got a strong hit on Endure Stress, which means he's going to shake it off. He's going to spend that momentum he just gained for plus one spirit. So his momentum stays at six, but his spirit will actually go up to four. That battle scar comes in very handy. So I think how that manifests is that, you know, Arn has been in many tricky, stealthy potential combat situations before, so... This is a bit stressful on him, but he draws upon his own experience and memories to be able to sort of beat that. And it actually winds up encouraging him. And I think at one point, they collapse behind a a boulder about halfway up and Refir says to him, I am certain that I saw one of those sentries looking directly at us. I'm sure he's going to raise the alarm at any minute. Calm down, Refir. Believe me, if they had seen us, we would know by now they would have raised the hue and cry they have not. I have been in these situations before. Calm your nerves. We will be fine. Sure enough, they are. They are able to get to the base of that cliff. Now, here's the thing. There are many handholds to get up there, but there's a large chunks of, of uh, frozen ice on the area, which makes it harder to get up. They can't just have a grappling hook and throw it up there because that would be noticed immediately by the sentries. So there's, a, there's an impasse, there's a question. How is Arn going to get up there? Well, I think that there's basically two possible approaches. One, I think Refere has a bow. Arn and Refere could try and take out those sentries from below, but that's very risky, because if they fail to do that in one volley, then they will definitely raise the hue and crack. Or they could sneak their way up the side, but that's gonna take a long time, and if they make any noise at all, that could draw the attention of the sentries and once they get up there, they're sort of on this wide open plateau, or oh, there's this cliff face, this this cliff edge basically. I, I'm imagining there's like a, uh, you know, roughly a five to 10 foot distance between the side of the rock face where the, where the caves are and the edge of the cliff. So there's not a lot of room to maneuver basically. You wait here. I will sneak up and try to climb without being discovered. When I get up, I will neutralize the sentries myself, one at a time. Are you able to take out two men by yourself? If they do not see me, it should not be a problem. Of course, that will all entirely depend on what happens with my traitor dice. Arn begins to slowly and carefully ascend the side of that cliff. It is slippery, it is cold, and it is steep, and he can't make any noise. This is most definitely a face danger, but here's the thing. Is there any... Preparations he can make. Is there anything he can do to secure himself an advantage? I think he's gonna spend some time observing the watch patterns of the sentries to see if there's a particular you know, pattern to their to their patrol. So what that's gonna be is secure an advantage using wits. Oh well uh, that's no good because that is a uh, a failure with a match. So here's what I have to do. I have six momentum, I have to burn it. I have to burn it down to two to make that a strong hit. Cause that would just be the worst possible thing right now. He can either prepare to act and take plus two momentum or he can add another plus one. Yeah, he's gonna do that. He's gonna take control. He's gonna add plus one to his next roll, and his next role is a face danger using shadow as he slowly climbs up. But he waits. He waits for the pattern in the sentries to favor him and as they get to a certain point he with a, a kind of burst of stealthy speed he ascends and then he waits again. He waits they move back and forth and then he goes again slowly sort of leapfrogging his way up slowly bit by bit trying to get to the top undetected does he do it plus shadow which is three but plus one because of that secure and advantage plus four is what he's rolling here which is a (laughs) unfortunately that is a pay the price on face danger he is climbing up he gets maybe halfway when the the sentries kind of get to that position that he's been waiting for, and they stop, and then one of them, quite unexpectedly, suddenly turns and moves back the way he came. Arn is in the middle of moving, but he's in a very bad spot. He's, he's in a very precarious spot and his hand is trying to grip on the rock, but his hand grasps, grasps on some, some slippery ice and he scrabbles a bit and goes sliding back down a couple of feet, which causes Rubble to dislodge from the cliff face at his feet and go tumbling down the side of the cliff, which gains the attention of one of those sentries and immediately looks. Now, it is still dark and the vantage point of the sentry is not particularly good, but The sentries are on alert, and he can hear. Hey, I think I heard something. What? And the other one comes over, and they both pull out their bows and knock arrows, and they're looking, and they're looking. Arn. now he has no choice. He has to hug the side of that cliff and hope that they do not look down and see the spot where he is waiting like this. What's Refier doing? I don't know. I don't know. I'm hoping that Refier is, is seeing this happen and starting to ready his boat, but we'll see what happens. Arn is doing, once again, a plus shadow. This is plus three to hide from these guys, which is a five, which is a weak hit. On a weak hit, the guards do not see him, but I think he has to wait. He has to wait for long minutes while the guards are looking and looking and looking down, and he's waiting, and the the wind is still blowing, gripping him with its icy fingers, trying to pry him off of the side of the cliff, but he steals himself against it, braces against the icy wind, and he just waits, hoping, hoping they don't see him. And it takes time, but he does succeed. His momentum goes down to one. But eventually the guards, still a little on alert because he hears them say, uh, must have been just the wind. And then they go back to their patrol. So all is not yet lost. Woo. I think he can no longer rely on stealth. I think that he has to power his way up and overtake one of those sentries immediately. So he's, he's a little more than halfway up at this point, I think. I think this is going to be speed. Now he's going to try and power his way up as fast as he can to try and grab one of those sentries or neutralize him in some way and hopefully take the other guy out too, but I don't know if it's going to happen. We shall see. First of all, with Edge, he begins to pull himself hand over hand up the side of the cliff. One way or another, this is going to get their attention. The, The game is up when it comes to stealth. That time is over. Plus Edge, which means he gets a six, which is a strong hit in this case. You're successful, plus one momentum, it goes up to two. He is successful. He is able to quickly pull himself up, and there is the guard right in front of him. I think because he got a strong hit, he does take the guard totally by surprise. He launches himself up pulling his blade and goes launching at the guard, trying to basically pin him against the side of the wall, all in one swift motion, taking him totally by surprise this time. Because of the results of the roll so far, the guard thought that it was just the wind. As it turns out, there's a guy there that shows up about 20 minutes later, boom. So here's the thing, this is gonna be one quick roll. If he succeeds in this roll, he's gonna neutralize that guard immediately, pow. This is with iron, which is, (laughs) Which is an eight. It's not doubles though. Uh, that was fine five. So he got a strong hit on this face danger using iron. He gets what he wants. He's gonna take plus one momentum, go up to p- plus three. What he wants is to neutralize that guard silently, which he does. Leaps up, drives the blade right into the guard. So gah, blood gouts from the wound. The, the guard looking at him with stunned eyes as he pinned up against the wall. The life quickly draining from his eyes as the blood gurgles out of his mouth. Iron pulls the blade back and turns. Now here's the thing. Does the other guard see him on the far side of the cliff? I have to say that it is likely he does. 26 or greater, the guard, the other guard sees Arn do this. Oh, <laughs> just barely, just barely. He does, in fact, which means he sees the other guard. They lock eyes and enter the frame. I think this bandit, the sentry, is probably just a troublesome. This is plus heart. This is facing off against your foe. Plus hard, it's a 10-strong hit on Enter the Free. Plus two momentum, his momentum goes up to five. You have initiative. Arn, in, again, one graceful, fluid motion, immediately launches himself towards the other bandit. No battle cry emerging from his mouth. He's trying to do this as silently as possible. Terminator 2 style, he runs up towards the other bandit who is desperately fumbling with his own you know, axe to pull it out of his belt in time to defend himself against this specter that has just emerged out of the shadows of the night. He has the initiative and he's attacking in close quarters. He really should be firing because he's much better with his bow, but he's not, he's using his sword that he carries with him. Not the spear, he's using his sword. The spear's strapped to his back. Arn doesn't want to use that spear unless he has to, absolutely has to, because the mad whisperings of this lady are, you know, threatening to drive him a little mad too. So the less he has to use it and endure stress, the better. Nonetheless, he drives at this bandit with iron, and that'll be a failure. Unfortunately, and I cannot do anything about it. On a miss, your attack fails, and you must pay the price. Your foe has initiative. Uh, well, the foe was. Pulling his axe out, he definitely gets his initiative. He manages to put himself into a defensive stance and knock aside Arn's blade as it comes in to finish and skewer him. What is the price that Arn has to pay for this? I love rolling randomly, I love rolling randomly. 14, you are separated from something or someone. The guard pulls his axe out and as Arn goes to slash at the bandit, the bandit reverses the haft of his axe and knocks the sword out of Arn's hand. It goes flying out into the chasm, down into the valley below, lost. And I'm gonna count that actually as a supply. But more importantly, he is without a weapon. Currently, he still has weapons and he's got the spear, even though I said he doesn't use the spear. But for the moment, It's no good because he's caught without a weapon and the enemy has initiative. The enemy, okay, here's the thing. I think it's very likely the enemy is going to bellow, very likely, but there's a chance he doesn't. There's a chance that this enemy is gonna be so full of hubris that he thinks he can take this this guy himself. I doubt it, but let's ask the Oracle. It is almost certain this guy is gonna sound the alarm. Almost certain, 11 or greater, almost certain. kind of, you know, he knocks Arn's sword out of his hands and then looks at him with this feral wolfish grin and he says to him, eh, you're mine. Ah, and he comes at him attacking Arn's you know, desperately pushing himself back, trying not to fall off the cliff as well. He's fumbling for his own spear to try and defend himself. He has to face danger. He's he's trying to pull his spear out in time. If he doesn't get out in time, that guy is going to bring that axe down on Arn. So this is going to be a face danger. Using edge, plus three. It's going to be a four, which is a weak hit. So he does succeed. He pulls his spear out in time, but I think not quite. I think he catches a piece of that axe blade as it comes down and buries Itself past his armor into his shoulder. He's gonna take one harm. He goes down to three, which means he must endure. Harm, plus three, a nine, no problem. Uh, strong hit, you know what, he's gonna shake it off. His momentum goes down to four, his health goes back up to, uh, to four as well. He now has initiative, which is great, because as soon as you take a strong hit at anything you do at a combat, you seize the initiative. He's managed to dance back, he's got a spear in his hand, just as this guy has sunk the uh, a, a piece of the blade into his shoulder, Arnwitz is in pain, trying not to cry out. He pulls back the spear and goes to drive it towards the bandit. Here's the thing, he is blade bound. Does he try and inflict savage harm? I think this this bandit is just a troublesome foe, so he could take him, oh, is he gonna do it? He's going to do it. I think he has to do it. This is too crucial. So he calls upon the spirit of Veselidi as he drives the spear forward and does a strike with iron. But because he's using blade bound, it is plus one. So he's rolling it plus three. Strong hit. Boom. So he does two harm from the strike, and he does plus two harm. But each harm, in this case, is three boxes because he's troublesome. So he basically fills his box, immediately driving the spear into him, and he will, in fact, end the fight. His intention was to skewer the bandit without raising the hue and cry, and somehow he does it. As Arn drives the spear into the bandit's belly, he gurgles, and he's about to cry out with his death cry, but Arn drives the spear in further and clamps his gloved hand over the guard's mouth. The bandit succumbs to the wound and dies immediately. Or retrieves a spear as Veslidi begins to whisper in his mind. has the blood, taste the blood, the death and the victory. And now he must endure stress. His spirit goes down to two because he endures two stress from that, and he must roll on the endure stress. This is the price of using Veslidi. Very, very bad. So he rolls plus four, but he's enduring stress with plus hearts, which takes plus one momentum on a strong hit, and he will get a seven. So that is a weak hit. So he presses on. Nothing done. Okay, but somehow he has taken out these two guards. He wipes the blood off, and I think he goes and he kicks both bodies over the edge as they go hurtling down into the into the abyss below, which obviously is gonna get Refir's attention. Refir looks up, Arn sees him and kind of makes a motion. I think Arn also, you know, throws his rope down as well and helps Refir the crooked come up to the edge of the cliff. And they make their way along the side of the cliff looking for an entrance. Now, they do see a handful of entrances here. Okay, they've arrived. And I see, now I can hear that the gardeners are here, which means that the blowers are on and they're cutting the grass and it's gonna be very noisy, so I have to end here. I'm so sorry, but it's gonna be crazy if I don't end here. Ah, right at the precipice, right at the entrance of the cave complex where they can go in and try and deal with, was it Tafir? Was that the name of the of the the bandit leader? Tahir, Tahir. That's an interesting name. I wonder what I wonder what he's going to sound like. <laughs> I don't know. Tune in next time to find out. Thanks for watching. And don't forget to hit like and subscribe. But if you want to help the show on Patreon, there's a link for that below and also a link for merchandise. And thank you so much to all of my patrons, you guys. Your support is extremely appreciated. I really do. I really do value it. And thanks to all of you who keep watching uh, my uh, silly little story here uh, on me, myself, and die. See you next time.